0: Hello, and welcome to the Backcheck the Hockey History Podcast. This is our Heart Trophy series. Uh, we are talking about the lockout heart trophies to start. My name is Riley, and I'm with Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right, thanks. And so we are we are continuing our series. This is part seven, and we are uh, starting with the po- first post-lockout season, um, which was a a big change uh, scoring wise. At least individual scoring wise I don't remember the exact how many goals per game per team went up, but I think it was a couple. Memory. Serves. Oh yeah, it,
1: it was it was a big change.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and to give you an example, Joe Thornton led the league with 125 points, which was the most in a number of years. I feel like uh, seven, depending on whether you include the lockout as a season or not. Yeah. Seven years or so, maybe maybe even closer to nine. Um, Thornton, of course, is the only player in the history of the Le- in the history of the Hart Trophy to win the Hart Trophy playing on two different teams. Uh, those teams were the Boston Bruins and the San Jose Sharks. The Boston Bruins were not good. The Sharks were, um, better. <laughs> <laughs> the Sharks were like, the Sharks were a playoff team. They were not great. Yeah. Um, the Bruins were very not good and some of the bruins not good might have been, has something to do with them trading their franchise player for you know okay players it was the Thorn trade is i mean you may feel differently bill but the Thorn trade is a classic like um trading is trying to get all your all the back of a star player but not really ever being able to get everything back because the star player is very very good because yeah. like yeah. marco sturm is a good player and like uh, one of the Stewart's was in that, one of the Stewart defensemen, Brad, I don't remember, Mark? Yeah, probably. One of them. Um, you know, and, like, you got decent players back, but you didn't replace uh, the best passer of his generation, uh, <laughs> you know, with those yeah. guys. Well,
1: it's, it, it, it was weird, too, in the, um, the Thornton trade. I, I feel like a lot of people in Boston soured on him that year that... Uh, Boston lost to Montreal in seven games. Yeah. And and he played with, um, I can't remember if it was cracked ribs or torn rib cartilage, and he, they, they gave him some sort of, like, flak jacket sort of thing, like a lot like a lot of the quarterbacks would wear when they had a similar type of injury. Yeah. Um, but he, he tried really hard to play through it, but the Boston media had decided that Thornton was this, like, big guy who wasn't tough and kind of a whiner. So, like, the narrative of him playing through that, and then they lost... But then the same thing happened to Bergeron, and he had the big press conference about it when the Bruins lost to Chicago in the cup final. It was like, oh, what a warrior he played through this injury. I'm like, how can you guys shit all over Thornton for not showing up? Like, he played through a terrible injury, and he tried really, really hard, and he's getting no love whatsoever.
0: (laughs) So my explanation, I don't remember that series. I did not watch that series. But my explanation is, if you want to be really superficial, you look at his stat line, minus six zero points in seven games, Uh playing 21 and a half minutes a night. And if you don't know about the injury, yeah, yeah, if you don't know about the injury, that seems uh, like
1: he just didn't show up,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the stupid thing is, I mean, Boston has done, Boston has a long history, recent history of trading away good players for since not... No, not very few cents on the dollar, but cents on the dollar, right? Like, yeah, like whether, they a whether it's a 75 cent for a dollar trade or a 50 cent yeah. for a dollar trade, not it's not like five cents for a dollar, but still, they have a history yeah. of trading away players that their fans and the media get mad about, even though they're not like Joe Thornton, um, played 23 games for the Bruins this season and he put up 33 points in those 23 games, so clearly he was a bum, you know. Yeah. And now the Bruins sucked, but like. It's hockey, yeah. It's not basketball, <laughs> you know. Like he's one guy, and yeah. and it's like looking at that team. It's it's uh, you know what the what the hell was he supposed to do? Bergeron yeah. was was twenty, yeah. and like the other players on the team were like Brad Boys, who had one of the best seasons of his career that year. Glenn Murray, who was thirty three, Sergei Samsonov, who was Revealing himself to have been a bit of a, you know, his rookie season being, I believe, his best year of his career. Like, yeah. this is not Joe Thornton's fault no. that the team sucked. It's possibly the management who decided to trade Joe Thornton. It's possibly their fault. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, and and then and then you know the Boston media has this this famous tendency to once the guy's been traded, then they like run him down and. Oh uh, yeah, they leak all the sorts cars, of shit. He had a big drinking problem. Uh, Did you,
0: Bill? Did you yes. know that Dougie Hamilton likes art galleries? Yes, he does. And you know that that's locker room cancer. Oh, it absolutely. Because apparently, it is both both in Boston and Calgary. It's terrible to go to art galleries by yourself.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they, they were they were already doing they were already doing that to Caberlay when he's still playing for the team. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, they're awful. I I gotta say, I I don't I don't envy uh, players here in Toronto. Um, Particularly Canadian, like Toronto players here in Toronto. I don't envy them, but I think Boston. When they, Boston turns on you, that's got to be one oh, of the yeah. worst experiences for an athlete in sports, aside from actual injuries, because they oh, are yeah. the, nasty. The
1: whole the whole town just basically calls you a pussy. Like that's kind of their mo, right? Like, um, I, I I I think I don't. I feel like someone should write an article about this since we're you know in the middle of a pandemic and there's no sports to report on. Going through the the uh the uh glorious if you're a bit of a meathead and like violence um and perhaps infamous uh incidents in uh both boston and philadelphia and try to determine a winner of the toughest uh, american <laughs> sports town i wouldn't put it, a it somebody. A dead i wouldn't heat. put tell
0: somebody have already done it but i don't know
1: Philadelphia once threw like chunks of ice at Santa Claus. I mean, they're, they're pretty brutal. (laughs) Um, uh, But I think it would be a dead heat because they're both, they're blue collar towns and the, the fan base has embraced that we're tougher than you mentality, um, you know, since the seventies. So, I mean, like you, like you, you go to those towns, like you're, you're, you're going to hear some language. You're going to hear, you're going to see some fists fly possibly it might be two women fighting <laughs> they're tough towns it's yeah. kind of it's, it's one of those places like very few places that i feel this way about um that i i wouldn't want to wear my opposing team's jersey yeah. to that particular stadium and or arena like i would be like yeah i don't think i'm gonna put myself at risk of somebody having had way too many beers and being like that's the guy that made my team lose and just punching me in the back of the head for no reason. No, yeah, not yeah. that that stuff doesn't happen in both Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton. Like we've, we've got, you know, maybe Winnipeg to a lesser extent. Like we, we've got some kind of meathead fans of our own, especially at West, but like those towns are renowned for it. You yeah, know, yeah. like it's not, just, the reputation's not unearned. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. So just before we di- delve into his case, I just want to also mention the trade. Now, this is a really crude and also plug something on our website, but this is a really crude um, metric for evaluating trades. But Hockey Reference has point shares, right? And point shares are flawed for lots of reasons, one of which is uh, that they're a regular season stat, one of which is their team stat. Really, it's just an approximation. And of course, one of which in the case of Joe Thornton is that they they're much more weighted towards goals. So Joe Thornton's contributions are undervalued by point shares that being said San Jose got 111.5 point shares out of this trade Uh, Boston got if you bear with me for a minute Boston got um, uh, they got seven from Brad Stewart they probably got a few more of that or maybe a few less from uh, from Marco Sturm they got oh they got 23 so we're at 30.3 30.3 30, 30. total because uh, Marco Sturm's 23.3. For and then finally, Wayne Primo gave them very little because it's Wayne Primo, yeah, as as I like to call him Wayne, not Keith Primo. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, 0. 0.4. So they so San Jose point shares, career gets 115.5 approximately points out of uh, uh, regular season team points out of Joe Thornton and uh boston gets 30.7 which is one of the if you're going to do calculations and here's the plug coming up if you're going to do calculations about who wins trades that is ridiculously lopsided to be plus uh what would that be plus 85 ish yeah um and and just a plug we have a list of uh, on our website on our blog we have a top Leafs trades based on that metric. I'm working on a worse Leafs trades, and then I'm gonna work on a. I, this is a surprise to Bill. I'm gonna work on a Canucks version.
1: Oh God, we're gonna get decimated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's actually. You know what? That's not true. Vancouver has hoodwinked a few teams in terms of like. Um, well, obviously the like the best one for Vancouver is gonna be the either the, the Linden trade or the Naslin trade. Um, yeah. Just because of the, if you do the the sort of, uh, if you do the sort of you know beautiful mind sort of what came out of all the pieces of these trades. Uh but the 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 Naslin one's the big one that they point to because it was straight up uh Naslin for Sean Antoski, both former yeah. first rounders, I think from the same draft too. Um, or maybe one year, uh, one year later. But uh it was you know, and, and it was, you know, Naslin ended up scoring like a hundred points. And I remember when he was with Vancouver, um you know, a lot of people forget he was such a classy guy. Or, like the I remember the media bringing it up, and they're like, yeah, you got traded for Sean Antoski. and I mean, you know, he became this, you know, like, you know, Lester B. Pearson Trophy winner, and Sean Antoski sort of trailed off, and he's like, he's like, yeah, but that's not really fair to Sean. He was in a car accident, like, the next year, so he never really got to become the player he might have been. Like, it's the super crappy thing people keep saying. Like, I feel really bad for the guy. It's not his fault he didn't get to play after that. Like, he got hurt, and it changed his career. And it was like, wow. Like, that is... That is a pretty classy answer to one know that and to two bring it up. Like, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. Yeah,
0: so Joe Thornton, yes, 2006, he is very he's clearly the best player, best forward in the league. He has 1.54 points a game, which is 0.04 up on Yager. He is two points up on Yager in the scoring race. He also turned Jonathan Chichu into the best goal scorer in the league. Chichu, of course, had scored. Twenty-something goals in the previous season, but would never do anything like this ever again. He won the he won the Richard by two goals over Jager and uh, he was uh, four ahead of Goldberg and six ahead, four ahead also of Ovechkin, who was of course his first season. Um, my my hot take is that um, I don't know that Thornton should have qualified. Um, what do you think? Is that too... Because, like, he only played, like, what, 60-something games for the Sharks? Six... 58. He played 58 games for the Sharks.
1: It, it's an interesting one. Like, I don't... <clears throat> I, I, I feel like if he... I mean, I'm assuming he basically single-handedly turned Jonathan Tichu into a goal-scoring machine, like...
0: Well, that's the theory, yeah.
1: I mean, like, what did what did Chichu have before Thornton showed up? Uh,
0: I will um, tell you if you give me if you give yeah. me a moment, I'm going to tell you. So Chichu, Chichu's goals per game rate right, prior to, um, prior to Thornton showing up. Sorry, I, I somehow went by it. Um. Oh, we'd have to do. I'd have to do splits. But like, oh. so in the previous season, his, yeah. So the previous season was point. God damn it! <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> yep. So, just everyone who's listening in the future, we are in. Uh, we're in. Pand- it's still the pandemic when we're recording this, and every everything comes. To, there's always deliveries, um, and they only ring the. I swear they only ring the door uh, bell when I'm trying to uh, podcast. <laughs> um, so, 0.35 goals per game, which he just about doubled when Joe Thornton showed up. The problem is. I don't know the splits. Yeah. Um, I think the only way we could do that is I'd have to deep dive into, uh, into hockey references, play finder. And that would take me a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it, but, I mean, it, it's safe to say everybody knows this is what happened. Cause he never, the next year with Thornton, he was at point four nine, and then he never, he was, and then his yeah. career basically tailed off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we know right. it, he did that, but like, this, this, here I go back to a couple of things. First of all, it's only fifty-eight games, and
1: also the Sharks were not great. They weren't great, but like, is is you know, does them getting Thornton propel them to being a playoff team, whereas they probably would have missed without him? I think it's that's
0: possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, w- like, what to, to were they that's, the year before? Let's look them up the be year before. I mean, it's not like they didn't have good players though, right? Because they had yeah, they had Young so. Marlowe, and they had Domfus and. Um, and
1: he, even uh, even Sturm, who he was traded for, is not like he's not a terrible player. Um, yeah, he's yeah. just not Thornton good, right? But like they the they made
0: the uh, they made the conference finals into the Flames in two thousand four pre lockout.
2: Yes, yeah,
0: I remember yeah. that team well. Yeah, they, yeah, they were not a. I mean, I don't know how they got off to the, the start of the season. I guess I could look up the game logs, but like uh, they um, they were not. They were a pretty good team to the the season previously, not the year previously yeah. but yeah. the season. So uh, let me see, um, twenty something, twenty games in, they were eight and eight. So twenty, so he came in twenty three games in, so they were eight and eleven. So they were like just below five hundred.
2: Hmm.
0: And they finished That's... the season. Sorry, they finished the season. Oh, forty
1: four twenty seven and eleven.
0: Okay, so. so they definitely they definitely were better with Thornton, yeah, with Thornton for sure.
1: Yeah, that's not I mean, denying. How, how could they not be at one hundred twenty five yeah, yeah. points a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Well, and and I, I bet you I bet you Boston didn't do as well once they traded Thornton too. Um, oh yeah,
0: I think that's yeah, yes, <laughs> yes,
1: I think that's safe to say. Yeah, so like I mean, th- to me, the fact that he got traded is more like a Boston being stupid and didn't like him. Um, or thought he was this, they would never win with him, so might as well get the best deal we can now, or I I don't know what their thinking was behind it, but like a lot of times when a player like that gets dealt out of a place where they were not uh, something was something else was going on, or there was a perception or they were going to have to start paying him big money and they didn't think he'd be the guy like, there's a there's a long list of hockey trades like that that have happened, um, Doug Gilmore being a good example of that um, yep. twice, getting yep. traded from St. Louis to Calgary, winning a cup, and then going to Toronto and almost winning a cup. Um, you know, like both times he has traded, you're like, you are not getting the value for this player. Why is he getting dealt? And it's you know it it really really curious. I know our buddy Mike, big Flames fan, still to this day cries the Gary Lehman for Doug Gilmore trade as being the yeah. worst trade in NHL history. It's pretty um, bad. It's pretty bad, but I mean, you know, Gary Lehman was not a terrible player. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it kind of could be. But it's like, wh- why did a guy that good get dealt? And I, I think in the old days, a lot of it used to be financial considerations. Um, but by the time Thornton gets traded here, they have a salary cap. So, like... Is it because they're worried he's going to max out their cap and he won't be the guy to lead them to the promised land? Like, but I, I feel like the media had already turned on him and the fans had turned on him. Like, yeah. they just didn't like him and they thought he, like, oh, yeah, he's big, but he has no heart. We got to get rid of him. Yeah. And that we're winning the playoffs with a guy like this. And, um, you know, that's the thing. He's a big guy. and He looks like he should be tough as nails, but he really uses his size to make these incredible passes. Yeah. Um, you know, and he, I'm sure he, you know, he can fight. He just would rather use his hands for dishing the buck. <laughs> but in, in a town like Boston, that that doesn't work. <laughs> you can't be a finesse player in that town. It just doesn't so, work for you. Like,
0: yeah, and, I, and all this is, So I just think this is a perfect example of why the league needs a best player award and an MVP. Because I think Thornton is the best player in the league this year.
1: Yeah, but, but I, I, I mean, he already won the Art Ross, so like that's, Kind of the best player. award. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: sure. If you want to, if you want to look at it that way, that's fine. I just, I just, I have a problem with like, he played 58 games for the sharks. The sharks were the 11th best team. uh, By points by uh, SRS. Oh, they were the eighth best team by SRS. It's, it's not the worst in the world.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, but, like who else are you going
0: to give it to? You're going to give it to give, or I, No, well, I I have a, who was the second person you said? Lidstrom. Lidstrom, yeah, I'm giving it Lidstrom. That's why I give it. Okay,
1: to. I, he had 80 points in 80 games. Yeah. Uh, as a defenseman. And, yeah. had, and oh, they were
0: hands down the best team in the league. Hands down. Yeah,
1: and he's and he's a perennial Norris Trophy winner. Yeah. Um, and that was one of his better years. To, to me, yeah. if you're going to give it to Lidstrom, I think that's the year. Um, yeah. But I think only with with the caveat that you're only disqu- disqualifying thornton because he played for two teams yes yes yeah, so
0: yeah and i i'm okay with that personally because like and,
1: and and then and then yager wouldn't get consideration because the rangers were trash right
0: the rangers were the same as the sharks
2: yeah oh, they okay. were
0: roughly the same team as the sharks they had like if you look up their numbers they're very they had one more point and their srs is 0.01 better than the or sorry 0.02 better than the sharks they're basically the same
1: Okay, so they're basically the same team, but he he scores fifty four goals, finishing two behind Chichu and all, yeah. and finishes two points behind Thornton. Yeah, that's that's sort of putting Jager as the like I do everything for my team guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think so you can make I, a case for Jager
0: over Thornton, but I, I, I my I vote I is for Lidstrom.
1: I think I might go Jagger then. I actually, okay, just because, at just because just Lindstrom dream. was on the best team, had a lot more. Obviously, Lindstrom's you know. He's the reason that they're so elite, probably. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he has Datsuki. He has some other guys on that list with votes. Whereas Jagger's yeah. like, I'm a one-man show here. Like, who else did the Rangers even have at that point that was good?
0: I don't know. Was Kovalev on there back then? I have no idea. Um, Nylander? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> who was on that, two, that. Who cares about the 2006 Rangers? Nobody. So I, don't, I don't know who was on that team.
1: Nobody. I don't care about any Rangers teams. They Listen,
0: I'm... Hell. I'm good. I'm. You know me. I'm just concerned with precedents, right? And like, I, I agree. Yeah. I I I like Yager's case better than Thorns just because I don't like the precedent of giving the MVP again. If it's best player, I'm cool with it. Yeah. The most valuable player, which is about your supposedly your contributions to the team to someone who was traded mid-season, I have a problem with it. Do you, um,
1: here's an interesting sort of very uh, recent comparable that you know i I think might uh might sort of reinforce that for you how did you feel last year about uh jordan Bennington potentially winning the calder
0: yeah i mean that's different but i do think in what way
1: he still he he only played half the season for his team and yes when he came in they lit on fire and they were amazing but he still no no you, you're years. you know you're right you're right
0: I guess I think when I think of the MVP I think of the word value and I get hung up on it yeah and I agree though because we have the same problem in the NBA with with uh, like a couple years ago with uh, Joel Embiid not playing much or with um, this year was it this year yeah with Zion Williamson not playing much yeah but but being ridiculous and people being like well we should give it to him even though he's played 15 games because yeah. he's very clearly the best player but like. No, you got to give it to Ja Morant. Ja Morant played the whole season. Yeah. Um. I, I. I. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm sympathetic to people who are like Bennington doesn't deserve it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I, I, it's it's like
0: it's a it's a whole season award.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it it, it it's uh, a lot of people were saying that like oh you know Bennington should have won it over Patterson and I'm like. Yeah, but the year before, Besser didn't get it because he got hurt, so... Yeah, yeah there's kind of, like, you know, the, the injuries giveth and the injuries taketh away. Um, yeah. And, I, I mean, I, it's, a, it's a
0: spectrum, right? Like, it depends how many games you missed, and I don't know what that line is, but, like, if you're talking about they played only two-thirds or half the season, you really got to think, like,
1: you can't yeah. give this award to
0: someone who plays I, half the season or two-thirds of the season.
1: I think what the NHL should do is, uh, like, full stop, Put out an official games limit, like if he didn't play this many games, you're not allowed to vote for him. If it's sixty, yeah, you know what though, and and different for goalies, obviously. Um, but like, but it creates controversy number, when the rules aren't qualified. established. I know, but that they should. They really yeah, should.
0: I, I agree. I wish there were guidelines as to these things, but like I I know why they don't do it.
1: So well, maybe you should maybe we should write an impassioned letter to Gary Bettman and be like, hey, you're not doing very much right now, so uh, yeah. Have yeah. Actually, I I think he is probably doing a lot of things behind the scenes to try to figure out a way to have some hockey being played. But I don't think it's going to happen.
2: Yeah.
0: So up next, we have 2007 with Sidney Crosby's first. Uh, The Penguins were not great. They were eighth in points and 12th in SRS. So compare that. I was complaining about the Sharks, who were 11th in points and 8th in SRS or something like that. They were actually better than the numbers suggest. The Penguins were worse than their numbers suggest. Um, but Crosby led the league with 120 points, six ahead of Joe Thornton. He actually didn't lead the league in assists or goals, though he had 84 assists, and he had, uh, I don't know how many goals, whatever that would be, 30, what, 36 goals, I guess. Um, and uh, so, so and then points per game, um, he was well ahead of Thornton this time. He was .13 points per game ahead of Thornton so that's significantly better than the Thornton was ahead of uh ahead of Yager um so the thing so I'm okay with this one I don't know about you and one of the reasons is is because uh the Sabres and the Red Wings this is this is the great Sabres this is the Danny Breer oh, it's amazing yeah. on the Sabres here and um so the Sabres and Red Wings tied for first uh though uh SRS suggests the Red Wings were the better team. And and I'd say given that, it's pretty easy to give it to the Art Ross leader because the the Penguins were a playoff team and it's like if you're like if you're gonna go with best player on best team, you really gotta figure like you gotta struggle between, well, do I give it to the Sabres or do I give it to the Red Wings?
1: Yeah. I, I I'm okay with Crosby and I, I feel like because he's Crosby and was the first overall pick and you know, he's sort of the next one, I feel like.
0: Well, we know now, too, right? Like.
1: Yeah, but, but it was like almost in the way that when Lemieux finally won one, you're like, we're dying to give this guy one because we know he's the yeah. next great player. Yeah. Um, so there's a certain sentiment of like, when can we give him his first one? And basically, the, the minute he has a contending season for it, you're going to give it to him. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what happened here. But as well, if you look at the voting, the next two closest voters are Luongo and Bredur and almost evenly split, I think 25 to 21 in first place votes. And there yeah. goes your whole goalie thing again. And yes, they were extremely valuable goalies and both had incredible seasons. I, I remember that season when he got traded to Vancouver and it was like, is this guy's really that good? Well, how can yeah. he suck Florida? I'd like, well, wow, their team's terrible. Yeah. And he I'm didn't sure.
0: suck in Florida. He was great. in Florida. <laughs>
1: well, he was great. Just the rest of the team was so yeah, bad that it yeah. didn't really show. Yeah. Um, but it's like all of a sudden you're like, wow! now his stats, it's not just, I have the most saves in the league because I face 50 shots a night. It's like, this guy's really good. Um, and, and of course, bredur is, you know, wins the know, and he's, you know, he's, he's Marty Berger. Um, But for them to, to be the next two and then maybe Le Cavalier comes in and Le, that was the year Le Cavalier scored 50, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I feel like Le Cavalier probably should have had a few more first place votes, but. How could it not be Crosby, right? They're waiting to anoint him, and I have no problem with him winning
0: the Well, game. and we also we have the benefit of hindsight in knowing that, like, aside from that, what, four-year, three-year period where his career was completely derailed by concussions, he is, and this is no slouch on Ovechkin, he yeah. is the best, Crosby is the best player of his era, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, I mean, but it, I think all around, then, anyway.
1: I, I think even then... I think he still would have won it, but I think it would have been a lot closer of a vote if he hadn't had that sort of, like, I'm the next big thing. Yeah, um, for sure. I, 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 uh, who else would you have given it to, Luongo or Brudeau? No, Probably not. No. Le Cavalier, yes, he scored 50, but was he, you know, maybe it, if it wasn't for Crosby, maybe it would have been Le Cavalier's year. I don't know. But to me, it's like, it, it feels fair to give it to Crosby just based on the The number of points and the the prevailing feeling that even though it was only his second year in the league he already looked like he was the best player
0: well and and just to complicate things Thornton also are in my opinion has a better case that in that this season 2007 because he played the whole season for one team and uh and the Sharks were better yeah Uh, they weren't the best team in the league but they were much closer to being the best team in the league than they were the previous season um and as an aside, or as an aside, sorry, as a segue to 2008, they were even better in 2008, though Thornton was not. Because yes. um, the team as a whole was better. So in 2008, uh, Ovechkin wins his first, and the Capitals are not great. They are 12th in points, and get this, they are 19th in SRS. Wow. So goal differential-wise, they shouldn't be making the playoffs. Um, however, Ovechkin is very clearly the best player in the league. Uh, he is only point zero one points per game ahead of Crosby, but Crosby, this is a season that Crosby doesn't play a ton. He gets hurt.
1: Uh, yeah. That's uh, the high ankle sprain year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so Ovechkin finishes the year six points ahead of Malkin in the, uh, in the race. And uh, um, let me just see where the, so the Penguins are definitely better. Penguins are significantly better than the the Capitals, um, and the Capitals like this one. I'm even though I wrote in the notes that it was fine, and actually for some reason I didn't include Malkin in the best player race because uh, Crosby missed a ton of games. Wait, right? like almost almost forty games, or sorry, almost thirty games. My apologies. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't include Malkin. Malkin's the only other really good choice. Uh, The thing is, like, nobody really looks... As much as I constantly mention SRS, no one really looks at the underlying numbers. The Capitals were not good, but they were a playoff team. And this is, like... This is the 65-goal year. Yeah. And when was the last time someone had scored 65 goals? With Brett Hall or somebody like that? Like, it had been a while. yeah.
1: Yeah. It had been a really long time.
0: And... And maybe I'm being a hypocrite with my standards here, <laughs> but I'm like I'm like I feel like Ovechkin scored 65 goals. Ovechkin, and in addition to that, he didn't just score 65 goals. He didn't pull a Steven Stamkos and score 60 goals and not win the Art Ross. He won the Art Ross, and he won it by six points. Yeah. So I kind of I'm okay with it, even though I think I could probably make a case for Malkin if I wanted to. Yeah. Or to make a case for Datsuk, who I should point out is like my, one of my favorite players of all time, but it um, his team was better than the yeah. only reason. Uh, Cause once again, the Red Wings were way better than everybody else.
1: Yes. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I'm okay with a winning this. That goal scoring rate is just ridiculous. And it was him sort of throwing his, you know, basically, you know, Crosby gets hurt and then he throws his ring into the hat and says like, you know, well, I can do this. And yeah. obviously Malkin finally got to sort of show how good he is when Crosby's not there, when he gets to just sort of be the guy for that team, even though I like, yeah. hate his stupid face. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I really, I, I don't like Malkin at all, but damn it, he's good. Um, but I, I think it's a award for sure. if Crosby get, you know, Crosby got hurt and he doesn't qualify, nobody else I think should win that one.
0: If 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 somehow the goals had been more evenly distributed and the Capitals had not made the playoffs, then I would be thinking about Malkin or Datsuk. But because they made the playoffs, I'm like, yeah, I 65 goals is a lot of goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So jumping ahead to 2009, we have Ovechkin's. Second in a row. This time the Capitals were a lot better. They still weren't amazing, but they were a lot better. They were fourth in points, which sounds really good, but they were ninth in SRS. That is still a lot better than, what did I say before, 19th? Yep. Yeah. 19th. Um, and Ovechkin, uh, once again, uh, oh, he didn't win there, Ross. My apologies. He gave 110 points, uh, but he did lead uh, points per game just above Malkin, who, who was the points leader. Um, the Penguins were uh not as good as the Capitals in terms of points and let's look at SRS. The Capitals were they were actually essentially the same team in terms of SRS. So it's a toss up in terms of their actual underlying numbers. Yeah. Um this definitely feels like a a toss up to me. Like who what do you like better? Do you like the like distributor or do you like the goal scorer? because
1: yeah,
2: like go ahead it, 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 to,
1: to me it's it's an award where people favor a goal scorer over a passer almost every time right because yeah. they're they're basically in a dead heat for how good they are um to, to, to me it's like it's it's hard to say uh that one is better than the other in terms of like an overall player. They're both like incredibly dominant players, and they both can really do some things that not very many people on the planet can do. But you know, Ovech, Ovechkin scoring fifty six goals and having even a, a better, a ever so slightly better uh, points per game because uh, he played three less games and the, you know finishing three points back, and he's still the better goal scorer. Yeah. To me, that pushes him over, right? Like if if the if Ovechkin scored fifty-six goals, but he was way lower in points, then you're like, well, fifty goals means a lot, but Malkin's yeah. really giving his team more value. This is like they're so close in points, you could split hairs, and he's twenty goals ahead of them So to me, to me, that pushes it in Ovechkin's favor, pretty, pretty substantially, I would say.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good with Ovechkin winning. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I mean, I could honestly it. I don't care really <laughs> you Pick Malkin or her like, yeah, that's going to that's It's fine. Um, I just, while you were talking, I looked up Joe Thornton's case because he, he was of course the best player on the best team. And he's so far behind in the, you know, he was almost 30 points behind Malkin in the, in the art Ross race that it's hard to argue. For. Um, all right. So 2010, we have, uh, a Canuck. Yeah, the, the first ever Hart trophy by a Canuck, right? Yep. Uh, Henrik Sedin. Um, Henrik, uh, the Canucks were six in points, but fourth in SRS. They were better than their actual record. Um, and, uh, Sedin, uh, Henrik was actually way behind Ovechkin, um, in the, uh, points per game race, point one four behind him. Um, but Ovechkin, I believe missed some games, if I'm he not did. mistaken.
1: Now, did, do you remember why he missed the games? Did he, did he get suspended or hurt? I don't remember. I don't remember why he missed those games. I think he got hurt. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, because it really, d- it really crazy. depends, right? Like, he missed 10 games, which is why he's, he's, uh what is he, three points back of Sadin. Um. I got to say, I don't love this because the thing is, Avechkin is way ahead of of. Enric in the uh, points per game race. Yeah. And and the Capitals are the best team in the league. Yes, they are. I think I I think this is this is Avechkin fatigue. Uh,
1: a little bit of Avechkin fatigue, and don't forget this is the year where Crosby scores fifty one.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ovechkin yeah, that's true. That's beats true. Beats
1: Ovechkin for goals and finally yeah, the breaks point. the fifty goal barrier. And so a lot of people split that vote between Crosby and Ovechkin.
2: Yeah. You're and right, since yeah, didn't right. the Art
1: Ross, he got a lot of votes. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure this is the year where Daniel gets hurt, and then Henrik kind of did it on his own. And people, yeah, are like, yeah, oh,
0: just, this is that year. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it.
1: it's like, oh, he's he's actually good even without his brother. And he he actually scored way more goals than he normally did. He had 29 goals that year. Usually Henrik doesn't score 29 goals in three combined seasons.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like seriously, he's just he's not a goal. And it's. Yeah. It's like he finally showed, like I can do it. I just defer to my brother because he's a better shooter. Like I'm just that kind of player, yeah. you know. Like I'll shoot if I have to, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not typically going to be the guy who does that, you know. Like it's yeah. just my brother's got the better wrist,er so I give it to him, and he's the finisher. Yeah. I think. Um, very. But his, I mean, his his assist totals pretty ridiculous. Eighty three assists. I mean, that's. I agree. For a game, it's.
0: I agree. That's it's a really and it is it's one of the few I think it's relatively rare to to have eighty assists ever since the crazy era ended. Um, when I say crazy, I mean like the eighties and the early nineties. Um, I just I think Ovechkin's the right choice here, and it, he's the obvious choice. And the only thing I I think you're right. You're you know what? You're a hundred percent right about the Crosby beating him in goals thing. Yeah. But you know this is back when everyone was trying to get Ovechkin to be a more complete player. Right? Yeah. So he tried and turns out he was still young enough that he could do it. You know, 1.1 1. 1.51 1 points per game. And yep. he only missed 10 games. And Crosby scored 51 goals because Crosby missed one game, yep. you know? Yeah. I I I think you know, I, I I don't think Henrik is the worst choice by any means. I think he's a, he's a good choice. I just think Ovechkin's a better choice.
1: I, I I would actually agree with that. Oh. Um, and I I think, I know it's tough for me to say, that, <laughs> uh, but I mean, no one is ever going to say that Henrik Zinn was a better player than Alex Ovechkin. That's just not going to happen yeah. Yeah. as much as I love Henrik and how awesome he is and feel like he's, you know, was sort of underrated through his whole career. Um, just, you know. Yeah. The fact, the fact that they played together, everybody sort of like, ah, they're a package. But like individually, they're both quite outstanding players. Sure, they're better together, but like every time one of them went down with injury, the other one would step up and do some amazing things. You're like, wow, this guy, like these guys, are just really good. Um, <clears throat> but Crosby and Ovechkin are another planet. Yeah. So to me, it's they split their vote between I love Crosby, I love Ovechkin. And the people who were like, "I'm not voting for either one this year," just all went to Sedine. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he won the Art Ross, so some people just go Art Ross. Yeah, yeah. My vote. So he,
0: I, he's not the worst. He's definitely not a terrible choice. He's yeah. probably it's it's him or Crosby are the second best choice. Yeah. I I'd have to look at. I don't have it right in front of me whether or not the Penguins were that good, but like I, he's not a terrible choice. I just think of Ovechkin's the obvious choice, and it's the fatigue plus the Crosby outscoring scoring him. Yeah. Creates the narrative. So I,
1: I think if Ovechkin had played the extra 10 games, he probably would have won the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then Cause he if he plays another...
1: it would have been hard to argue against it.
0: Well, and he would have been ahead of Henrik by a number of points if he'd played, you know, if he kept up and, his points.
1: And he probably would have been ahead of um, Stamkos and uh, and yeah. Crosby by a number of goals as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think that's why he, he missed 10 games and didn't win it for like a 10-game absence. And it's like, man, like that, it... it, it he, re- he really he really should have won three in a row, right? Like that's yeah. sort of what we're saying. Yeah. But like it's pretty it's pretty it's it's tough to take it away from Henrik. But I think if you're going to give it to who was the best player, and he's also the best player on the best team, I I think you've got to give it to Avedchkin unless you unless your argument is that Henrik kept the Canucks afloat when Daniel was out yeah. pretty much by himself, like he was outstandingly good yeah, yeah. and scored yeah. like. I, I think out of his goals, while Daniel was out of the lineup, I think he had like 15 or 20 goals. And it was like, whoa, this guy's... And then Daniel came back and said, like, yeah, I'll go back to and Puck, Don't worry about it. <laughs> so just speaking... go back to that. You know, just because I proved I can shoot doesn't mean I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, speaking so, of Daniel. Yes, I know. In
0: 2011, he won... Uh... I believe he won the Art Ross, he did win the Art Ross. However, he didn't win the Hart because Corey Perry won it in one of there's this has happened a couple times in one that of the smart. he dragged the his team to the playoffs narratives.
1: That that is, that is not the name I was expecting to see in that year. I know I knew that Daniel didn't win it, but I thought for sure it was going to be Crosby.
0: So, well, Crosby missed half the season. We'll get oh, to that. The concussion here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, this is the beginning of the Crosby is amazing but doesn't play era yeah. where he would lead the lead the league in points per game, but never play enough games to actually get win the hurt. Um, so Perry's team was 10th in points and 16th in our SRS. So almost as bad as Ovechkin's capitals when they, when they won the, uh, when he won his first, but um, yeah, so, so the narrative was very much Corey Perry uh, dragging his uh, team to the playoffs. I believe he had a flurry in the end of the season where he won the the, um, he won the uh, Richard w- leading the league with 50 goals. So the goal scoring numbers are back down to the dead puck era, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so this is Perry's case. He is first in goals, second in goals per game, though. 14th in assists, 26, 26th in assists per game. Third in points, fourth in points per game, first in goals created, second in goals created per game, second in offensive point shares. So hockey's re- reference point shares – don't even think he's the best offensive player in the league, and ninth in point shares. It is narrative. It is either you believe the Richard winner should win, yeah, or you believe in the narrative because this is sitting the Daniels Award.
1: I yeah, I, I I would agree, um, and I I think maybe at this point since Henrik had won it the year before, they were like. Well, yeah, now he's getting a lot of help from Henrik. Of course he did well. And then, you know, Perry still outscored him and he got no... Was Getzlaff hurt? Is that why, like... I Perry think
0: was... Getzlaff might have missed some games. I if he think. missed a lot
1: of games, then I, I think maybe that was the year Perry sort of did it on his own, maybe. But, like...
0: Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, so, Getzlaff missed 15. And and Timu, this is, Timu's la- this is Timu's crazy 80 points at age 40 season. Wow. And Timu missed nine games as well.
1: Okay, I mean, I mean, like, if you look at it, he has nine more goals than Daniel, and he only has six less points. So yeah, and they both played a full season, and Daniel got to play with Henrik, and the that was the Canucks' like super dominant season. They had, you know, the they best won the best Gen- team in the league. They won the Jennings, they won the Selke, they won yeah. the Art Ross. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous how many yeah. how good that team was. So maybe that was it. Like, it was just like, well, yeah, the Canucks are so good. Of course, he had 104 points. Yeah. And it's like, well, Perry was close and his team was trash. So maybe that's why he gets it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, well, I mean, I literally remember people saying he dragged his team to the playoffs.
1: OK, you know, which what? I was like,
0: I don't like that. Argue. I think that's stupid.
1: I, I think <laughs> there, there really are two schools of thought, right? Like this guy yeah. did all the heavy lifting by himself. And then there's the, this guy is the best player on the best team. And clearly, Mm. but to to me, to me, that's like a people, the people who didn't vote for Daniel are going like, well, yeah, he has Henrik. Yeah. But but here's the thing.
0: Here's the thing. Um, And I've said this before. When you say he dragged his bad team to the playoffs, every time you make that argument, you are implicitly saying the guy who was better which, as I point out, Daniel Sedin, not as good goal scorer, otherwise, had a better year yes. by point sorry point three four points per game, which is a lot. Um, when you say that, you are implicitly saying that the the player who is on the better team should be punished for having better teammates. Yes. I think that is stupid. Yes, <laughs> it's not his fault, you know. I don't know. I, I, I think that this is Daniel's um, I even at the time I remember getting pissed off. <laughs> I think I probably wrote <laughs> an angry blog post about Corey Perry not deserving art. Yeah, I know well, that there are well, people well, now. He's
2: a bit of an asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are people now who talk about the, Like, I don't know that this is a widely held opinion, but I have read multiple like like remember the stupid time when Corey Perry won the heart trophy. Like people yeah. do not like this particular award. It's not just well, me. I've read a few pieces where people they, are like what. They, they fuck?
2: also,
1: to be fair, don't like Corey Perry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some of that is yeah, they just don't like Corey Perry. Perry. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I, I do feel like it's, uh, it's one of these where it's like.
1: I feel like if Henrik wouldn't have won it the year before, Daniel probably would have won it. I, this I
0: think you're quite right about that. Yeah, and so it's maybe, silly.
1: Maybe, maybe they got Sidine C- fatigue.
0: Yeah, I think um, they did, yeah.
1: Ostensibly, to are the same person, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, which, by the way, that's how I know how how big of a Canucks fan I am. I can tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> I really can. I'm not kidding. If I see a picture, I'm like, oh, it's Daniel. And people are like, you know them? I'm like, yeah, I can tell them apart now. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those two years, they were – you know, with if Crosby's hurt, obviously, like I think if Crosby's not hurt, those years, no, oh, he he wins hand. Crosby, 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 yeah. or it's a Vetchkin, a a Yeah. But because they sort of split their vote and gave Henrik one that maybe he wouldn't have had. But you know, with with Crosby hurt and a vechkin having a down year, like it's wide open for the cities to step in. And, and those were the peak years where you're like, holy shit, these guys are actually amazing where the whole league sort of clued into like, these guys are actually great. And I was like, I remember when like, they couldn't stand up. They got cross-checked in the face so much. Cause it was, you know, uh, they, they started their careers in the, the clutch and grab era. And it was finally like, you're not allowed to hook or hold a guy coming out of the corner. And it's like, these guys are incredible. Like they were so good. Um, and it's it like I I don't I don't know that we'll ever unless Pedersen's the guy I don't know that we'll ever have another player as good as that so it's like yeah they probably do deserve some recognition in terms of it's nice that they both won the Art Ross I don't yeah. know that if Crosby plays they win any Art Rosses or any MVPs
0: well he would have had to he would have had to have a big slump because he was, yeah. he, he, was oh, dude, he was hands, hands down, down um,
1: yeah he was Petters. he was like going Lemieux Gretzky almost you know like yeah. basically. As much as you can in the modern era, like he was he was far and away the like, best yeah. player, not even close. Yeah. Um, so they, they won Art Rosses and, uh, you know, an, uh, a, a, a heart trophy that are like asterisked with the Crosby was hurt these years. But I feel like that's true of anybody who won for that sort of five year window where it's like, if this guy was healthy, you had no chance. But yeah. since he's not, you can win this award.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just—I misspoke earlier. I said that Sedin was point three something ahead of Perry. He was only point zero seven. I was actually looking at how much ahead Crosby was ahead of Daniel <laughs> uh-huh. in terms of the points per game. But he yeah. was still—he was still ahead of Corey Perry by point zero seven, and moreover, he was on a way better team. So, hundred yeah. percent, oh, yeah. It seems like it's obvious. Yeah. So in twenty twelve. Malkin wins his heart trophy, and the, Penguins, the Penguins are fourth <laughs> in points, but by SRS, they are the second-best team in the league behind only the Boston Bruins. Um, Malkin wins the Art Ross with 109 points, which is 12 ahead of Steven Stamkos. This is the Steven Stamkos 60-year. Oh, wow. Uh, and Malkin is 0. .44 points per game ahead of Claude Giroux. So I mean, this is this is not a close one.
1: No, no, I did. I mean, if if Stamkos scores sixty and Malkin comes in at thirty with a shitload of assists, maybe you could make an argument. But like Malkin at fifty, yeah, <laughs> in only seventy-five games, like how are you yeah. gonna argue against that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. no, he had a he had a great year, and uh, yeah, I just I don't think there's any debate. Um, so. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I I can't come up with a better choice uh, no, for this particular season. And I mean, the voters felt that way too. They gave him 144 first place votes out of what appears to be 150. So
1: yes, and and you know what I I've I've already expressed my dislike for Malkin, and I still yeah he's got to win it. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just can't argue against it, no matter how much you might personally dislike a certain player.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I think we're going to call this an episode. Yeah, and, sure. And we'll talk about our last group of players, um, the the few seasons between the uh, last lockout and the current delayed perhaps not canceled Stanley Cup. We don't know what's going to happen with 19 uh, 1920. Jesus. Well, we, we can
1: probably have a very interesting debate about who should win it should this season yes. stopped right now. So I yes, think we be should be a good episode. Yes,
0: and uh thank you for uh reminded me i should deal with that um yeah and so uh, we'll 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 do that we'll be back with uh an episode about the the it's only a few seasons but um it's like six seasons or something but you know I, what
1: we'll, we'll, we'll just each have a couple of extra beers and we'll we'll get mad about more stuff. yeah yeah, we'll
0: have a vigorous debate about the 2020 art that hasn't been awarded yet yeah i don't know um i don't listen to hockey podcasts right now But like the basketball podcast I listen to regularly is 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 having people on to discuss the MVP as if the season is over because they basically decided that they don't think there will be even if playoffs can somehow resume in the summer. They don't think there's going to be regular season games or they think if there's going to be there are going to be like five or ten just to even up everyone's schedule. And and so they don't think there's going to be enough information to change the vote. So I don't yeah. know if anyone out there is listening to hockey podcasts, but it would be interesting if people are doing the same thing in the hockey world, which I got to say, as much as I'm hosting this hockey history podcast, I don't pay as much attention to
1: hockey as I used to. So. Yeah. I, I, you know, you know what? I know there's a lot of great podcasts out there. Um, uh, uh, Ray and Dregs do one. Um, Ray Ferraro and uh, Darren Drager. And, uh, Down Goes uh, Brown does one. Down Goes Brown does one. I, I, I only read his articles because I have that. Great athletics subscription by the way anybody who's listening to this still uh the athletic if you don't have it oh my god is it good it's totally worth every penny and if you just keep checking for the deals you usually get it for about three or four bucks a month yeah like worth every penny i mean the yep. the amount of times that i have enjoyed an article from them where i wouldn't have known things and the that if you follow a specific team the deep dives they do on the statistics of how good a certain player is in a certain situation is ridiculous they're so good um they basically hired all the stats nerds plus great writers. Yeah. Um and uh I, I know there's the uh the Kevin BX and Kessler have a podcast. There's oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah, it's, real, it's it's good because BX is so funny, and I think no yeah, Kessler's acerbic enough to they, they still have that good banter together. Um I don't know if you saw the speech he gave when uh, when the sedin's uh retired, but it was it was really no. funny. It was good. Oh, okay. It's just basically he did like a sort of mini Sadine's roast. It was very funny. It was very clever. I was like, my brother and I used to be like, he used to pull bonehead moves sometimes as good of a player as he was. Everyone a while, just make a pass. We're like, what the hell was that? And we're like, wow, the guy's got a head full of Napa auto parts. <laughs> just, you know, he's like, he's got like a, like, look at his, look at his forehead. He's a bit of a caveman. Like just every once in a while he's going to do caveman things. Um, but he, he actually is quite intelligent and graduated from university with a degree from Bowling Green. Um, and it was okay. fun, when, he went, when he was a that. player for Vancouver, he used to bring that up in almost every interview to make fun of the other Canucks. <laughs> like I'm the only one here who graduated university. That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's funny to um so uh, th- there's a lot of good hockey podcasts out there I just I honestly don't have time. In spite of yeah. it being the pandemic, I don't have time to listen to. Well everybody
0: everybody I know is a teacher is saying they are busy <laughs> they're busier now. So
1: Yeah, well I'm I'm not even I'm I'm not even doing the online teaching. I'm doing some online teaching things yeah. uh, cuz I'm I'm a Quebec teacher so uh yeah. we have different guidelines. Um I actually wish I could be planning the lessons it would make my life more enriched yeah <laughs> I never thought I would say I missed work and missed the kids, but I really do <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know so it's uh it, it, so I have d- different things I'm trying to do, and um, yeah. this being one of them, but uh, it's
0: I'll just i'll 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 finish it up for us if just by saying I hope that by the time this is posted, which will be weeks after we recorded it, that we're back to some level of normalcy. I don't think we will be, but let's let's. Uh, i don't think so either but here's hoping because like because we i when we're recording this i still haven't posted like i don't know like part four yet so yeah yeah so it's possible given the posting schedule that maybe we will be a little bit back to normal with it and so this conversation will maybe seem a little like passe or something i mean i i can hope anyway i don't know that it will i think you're right i think things will probably not be back to normal but here's crossing my fingers not that that helps
1: yeah, let's let, let's hope by then they've decided to resume the NHL playoffs at a an, an unspecified location in the north of Canada where the well, entire playoffs will take place in some crappy arena. <laughs> so that's the
0: NBA plan. I don't know if anyone knows this. The NBA plan is to like to find a place and like just completely like test everyone who comes inside. Yeah. And play without fans and have
1: all thir- uh, all 30 teams there. Or, I, I think or the NHL is working 30, towards that as well. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the NHL might be might do twenty four yeah. and have like I, a play in.
0: Yeah, I um, think there's gonna be a play in. I don't think it's gonna be all thirty. It's gonna be like twenty something. I think. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. but so, I think that's sort of the NHL plan too. And I I've heard they were trying to consider cities where they'd be big enough because they they still need to put the players in a hotel. And I'm like yeah. Vegas. It, it, oh, for, for me, it's like if you were ever gonna have. Winter hockey somewhere in the middle of Saskatchewan. This is the time. well,
0: yeah, that's sure. No, I mean, if if you could find a place that's yeah. still cold that could get that could hold all these players, and I don't know and, where and, that would
1: be. And don't forget the team, like the team uh, medical staff. Yeah. The, you know, like all the pe- the cameramen, the, yeah. the reporters. Yeah,
0: everybody. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to do because you don't everyone thinks oh well it's just like x number of players and the coaches like no it's not it's It's these huge organizations
1: it's thousands of people yeah Yeah. i i would think probably the like i I would think maybe winnipeg or uh, saskatoon yeah or edmonton
0: edmonton's further north
1: yeah they'd have great ice because i think
0: further north than that you don't have enough hotels
1: yeah yeah, really. I yeah. said
0: Vegas because the NBA has talked about Vegas.
1: Oh, you don't want to put everybody in Vegas. That's crazy. They
0: do uh, that every summer for Summer League.
1: Yeah. That's they true. take
0: over Vegas for like six weeks or four weeks every summer. So.
1: Yeah. I, I think for the NHL, I think, uh, I don't know if maybe Winnipeg's not even big enough. <laughs> maybe it does have to be like Edmonton. Um, might well, be they're roughly the
0: same size, aren't they?
1: I don't know. I don't know. know. I, I, I don't know. I've never been to Winnipeg, and I haven't been to Edmonton since I was a kid.
0: I've been Um, to both of them as an adult, but, like, Winnipeg is quite spread out. Yeah. It feels bigger than it is, and I'd have to look at the Anyway, this is all moot, because, I mean, presumably by the time you listen to this, they will have made some kind of decision, both of these leagues, but especially the NHL, about what they are doing, because you will be listening to this much later. We are recording this in early April. You're probably not listening to it in early April, so... Yes. Uh, hopefully they will sort of that out by at least at the very least, maybe we'll have some kind of live sports. I've heard the argument, like why, why should anyone, you know, why should these, these teams full of rich people get like access to tests when other people aren't necessarily. And I understand that from a justice perspective, but at the same yeah. time, like the Raptors playoff run that has been on TV for weeks is going to end in like three days or four yeah. days. And then, and they're also, they're showing the Jays World Series, and that's going to end soon. Yeah. What are they going to show after that?
1: It's well, <laughs> a point we need you know something maybe, to distract maybe ourselves. You know? Maybe that's something that um, that we can do as an episode as well, is, um, is, uh, is, is throw something out there where we go through, like, all-time great, great, uh, great Game 7s and see if we can find the footage on YouTube. And if we can, you know, sort of yeah. put it out there for people as, like, watch this game. And here's why it's great, you know, and yeah. go watch it like it's, you know, maybe we can do that as like a yep. sort of public service thing.
0: And as a as a before we go, as a plug, the inspiration of this show is actually a basketball podcast called Over and Back. And uh, they that's what they do. That's their thing. Cool. Is they like one of their many things is they talk about um, classic games of the past. Yeah, well, maybe um, we should get into that. Yeah. I mean, we all need something to do, right? We all need something to do Uh, because it's things are, uh, I mean, my life isn't that changed because I work from home, but like we're all running out of stuff. I think, like I said, the Raptors last playoff that I'm watching every night is going to end soon. I don't know. And then I have to face the despair that everyone else has been feeling and I've been avoiding.
1: (laughs) I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to a few more warmer to a few a uh, few warmer days so i can get the garden planet that's basically what i'm looking
0: for yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right everybody uh stay safe if if this is still happening if we are all still self-isolating when you listen to this i please stay safe um yeah. and we will yeah. be back at home. shortly with a uh well in a little while with the fine this the penultimate actually i want to use that word the penultimate episode of, uh, of this series because there's there's two coming there's the, the
2: well anyway, you'll you'll find out when we get there. So that's all for us. Thank you for listening. Take care.